0: Wake up everybody, let's elevate your mind life without limits family thank you for joining me today live here at third world third will studio i'm so happy to have you join me today today's topic we're going to start with called hypertension the silent killer Why is it considered the silent killer? Because many people have hypertension and they don't even know that they have it. So one of the things that I wanted to do today is to talk about hypertension in terms of the importance of it and to keep it in perspective. And the first thing that I wanted to discuss is what is considered in the realm of hypertension. So on our first slide today, it's called the blood pressure categories. And if you look up and see the normal blood pressure for adults, and I am referring to adults, not children or babies, is in the normal range of less than 120 as your systolic and then less than 80 as your diastolic. So your systolic is your top number on your blood pressure machines and your diastolic is your lower number. So this is a healthy blood pressure when you fall in that range. Why is that important? So your blood pressure, your systolic blood pressure is the first number and indi- indicates how much pressure your blood is exerting against your artery walls when your heart beats. The diastolic pressure, which is your lower number, indicates how much pressure your blood is exerting against your artery walls while the heart is resting between beats. So this becomes very, very important. And if you look at elevated, When you start seeing your blood pressure numbers between 120 and 129 on a consistent basis, it it begins to be a little bit of concern. So you may first say, well, Shannon, how do I know that I have it? Because one of the things that I started off with, many people don't develop symptoms as it relates to hypertension. So you could be walking around and have hypertension or have had it for a very long time. The way to have it officially diagnosed, you need to go to your medical provider and have it clinically diagnosed. I do not want anyone at home or listening to self-diagnose themselves. You go into a doctor, you are a healthcare provider that is treating you are seeing you, you explain your condition, they look over your medical history, oftentimes they'll take labs and testing and they'll look at trends and patterns and then they'll determine official diagnosis. But today my purpose is to educate you in what is considered hypertension or if you have hypertension. So when you start going in ranges of having an elevated blood pressure of 120 to 129, you're in what they could call pre-hypertension phase. So oftentimes, uh, if it's consistently in that range, your your healthcare provider may begin to tell you about making lifestyle changes, such as trying to lose weight, lowering your sodium levels, getting more physical activities, maybe decreasing stimulants such as coffee. They may look at the medications that you're on already, if you're already taking medications, because various medications, particularly herbal meds, can also affect your blood pressure for rising. And also when you take your blood pressure could be another reason why your blood pressure is elevated. So the next one is considered if you consistently run in a blood pressure range of 130 to 139 systolic, that top number, and your diastolic between 80 and 89, you could potentially be diagnosed by your healthcare provider as hypertension stage one, saying, okay, you do have hypertension. Oftentimes, what makes this helpful for physicians is that you at home are taking your blood pressure on a consistent basis. So the first thing that you want to do is make sure I highly recommend all adults. If you're over the age of 18 and older that you invest in a basic blood pressure machine at home for self testing, because as I said, Research has proven many people have hypertension and don't even know that they have it. And if you periodically would take your blood pressure or more importantly, make sure that you're being proactive with your health and doing an annual physical, seeing your doctor, getting a complete physical, getting a check. And at that period and at that time, many healthcare providers if your blood pressure is elevated during that visit a lot of times they'll retake it again and once you've settled and relaxed and they take it again and it seems to be running in that elevated or that hypertension stage 1 or stage 2 or even hypertension crisis they will then have you follow up with either additional labs or they'll um, have you come back in for random testing of your blood pressure so that they can get a clinical diagnosis if this was a one-off because of something that was going on or is this something that's consistent. However, we're talking about living your life without limits, and a part of that is that this year, one of the things that I want each of us to do is own being healthy and being proactive. So having your own blood pressure machine at home, taking it randomly, and if you fall in the normal range, that is wonderful. If you start seeing you elevating in this range, in the elevated range, or running in the hypertension stage one, what do you need to do? You need to then contact your healthcare provider so that you can get a thorough evaluation and a clinical diagnosis from an expert that will let you know in reviewing your information, reviewing your history, and potentially adding some additional diagnostic testing or labs if you really are truly hypertension or not. So high blood pressure stage two and hypertension crisis. Oftentimes what I have seen and the reason why I'm bringing this subject in particular, I work with a lot of clients in the home care space, either private or through home health, and many of them already have hypertension, and oftentimes they do not consistently monitor their blood pressure or they're not consistently following a regimen to help get their blood pressure under control or Sometimes we don't actually take the medication that the doctors prescribed. So I want to talk about those things. So when you run into hyper high blood pressure, stage two and hypertension crisis, oftentimes those are people that have had high blood pressure for a long time and it's not controlled. So it is very, very important. Whether you don't have it and you've never been diagnosed or if you've been diagnosed with hypertension, that you self-monitor at home. I cannot emphasize that enough. When you go to a doctor, when you go to a doctor, it's a snapshot in time. So the doctor takes that blood pressure at that visit, and it may be up or it may be down. But when you are taking it every day and you bring that log to the doctor, Showing the time, showing the dates, and showing a flow, the doctor now has, or your healthcare provider, whether it's a physician, whether it's a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner, someone that is licensed and qualified to clinically treat you, they now have some information to work off of to see, first of all, is there any additional testing that needs to be done from clinical labs? to clinical diagnostic testing, or medication adjustments. So many people are at home, and when you don't test yourself on a consistent basis in terms of monitoring your blood pressure daily, if you've already been diagnosed with hypertension, the doctor, by the time you go back to see to a doctor, you may have already been too far along, not that you can't be treated, but you have other organs and other consequences you want to prevent. So it's very important that your blood pressure gets under control if you've already been diagnosed with it. Now, as I mentioned before, what are some of the things that can raise your blood pressure that has absolutely nothing to do with you having a diagnosis of hypertension? One, drugs, Alcohol, herbs, certain foods, caffeine, stimulants, even decongestant cough medicine. I want you to know those of you that have been diagnosed with hypertension in the stores, you can find decongestants for colds that are specialize with things that don't raise your blood pressure. So if you have to do over-the-counter medication for chest congestions or cough, look for those brands so that they don't raise your blood pressure up. Also, those of us that are coffee drinkers and you have hypertension, you may want to look at using decaf coffee or at least using caffeine in moderation. So those are small things that you want to do to look at. But with all of that, I want you to make sure you're consulting and collaborating with your healthcare provider. Don't make independent decisions. Oftentimes I run into people saying, well, I'm not taking that blood pressure medicine because of the side effects and many of the blood pressure medicines that you're put on do have side effects that's why you have to tell your doctors don't you just stop taking them and then let your blood pressure get out of control go back to your doctor let your doctor know well lisinopril or whatever medication that you're on these are the side effects that affected me and this is why i'm not taking it oftentimes they can put you on another medication that will hopefully adjust uh, your blood pressure to a normal level. So it's very, very important that you don't play doctor on yourself. You, The things that I want you to do is things that you can do within your control. And some of those things that we want to talk about is oftentimes, not all the time, Because I want people to know that are of a smaller weight also can have hypertension. And there's hypertension in diabetes, there's childhood hypertension. So it's not just adult driven, but many times weight management can have an impact on our pre, pre hypertension phase or those that may already be diagnosed with hypertension. So getting our weight under control is one of the things that you can do to help improve your body state with either preventing hypertension from developing or managing your current state of hypertension, where perhaps you could even come off of so much medications and manage it by having an overall healthy lifestyle. So weight management is one. Diet, we've been talking about that all year long, uh, about all of us looking at healthier choices with our diet. And uh, one of the things that the American Heart Association advocates for is what is called the DASH Eating Plan. And DASH stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. So what is that considered? Foods that are rich in fruits, vegetables, low-fat, Reduced dairy and low sodium. So finding those foods in those categories will help you in managing hypertension. Restricting sodium intake. It is recommended by the American Heart Association that we don't consume no more than 1,500 milligrams of sodium a day. So if you look at all your meals that you're consuming, it means that you have to look at either reading labels, if you're cooking at home, or even now a lot of fast food restaurants and even regular restaurants will now have on there how many calories, how much sodium, or look at alternatives to using salt. There's DASH, there's salt substitutes, or just natural herbal seasonings to bring flavor to your food. But one of the things you want to do is stay less than 1,500 milligrams of sodium a day. Getting active, moving around, finding some form of activity and doing it at least three times a week and It is suggested that to be more active, aim for at least 90 to 150 minutes of aerobic exercises per week. That is according to the American Heart Association's guidelines and moderate consumption of alcohol. So. For people that want to social drink, you want to maybe limit how much you drink on a daily basis. No more than one to two glasses. For men, they're recommending two glasses. For women, they're recommending one glass. So why is this so important? I told you hypertension is considered a silent killer. And oftentimes, many people end up in the ERs or at home with, guess what, strokes. Let's go over some of the consequences related to hypertension. Stroke is one of the ones that you have. So you got stroke, you have heart failure, you have vision problems, heart attack, kidney failure, sexual dysfunction for both men and women. And when you have to be on a lot of blood pressure medications, those things can create issues with sexual dysfunction. So where we want you to be is in the preventive stage. So at all times, trying to manage where your blood pressure is in control on a consistent basis. Because all these things can be prevented If you manage your blood pressure and you don't already have coexisting conditions. So I want to put that in there because there's other things can affect these such as diabetes and other medical comorbidities is what we call can also implicate these things. But there are statistics that say up to 45 percent of Americans may have hypertension and don't even know it. So those are alarming numbers. So that's why in 2017, the American Heart Association revamped their plan and laid out a whole proactive stand on re-educating the community, re-educating clinicians about guidelines on how to treat and manage so that people can be more healthier and be more preventative from getting in, as I said, those pre-states. Or if you have hypertension already, that you don't get in those crisis numbers. So if you're checking your blood pressure every day, and I cannot emphasize this enough, if you're checking your blood pressure every day and you're noticing that you're 140 in your top number, your systolic number, and that at your diastolic is over 90 on consistent basis, you need to make an appointment with your healthcare provider because that means your blood pressure is not in a controlled state. And many people say, oh, but it's great. I I walk into it all the time. Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm not 180 anymore, so I'm good. No, we're not good. We need to put these numbers down and give the doctors the information Maybe they need to adjust your medication. Maybe the doctor wants to refer you to a cardiologist for further diagnostic testing or collaboration on your medication management to look further of why your blood pressure is not in control. I recently had a personal experience with one of my own loved ones. As a matter of fact, it was my husband, where because I was proactive With his health and going and showing the doctors the number, they referred him to a cardiologist and the cardiologist looked and did further testing. And based on the testing, they found out they did. We prevented these issues from happening, but they found out they needed to adjust a medication to help him better manage his blood pressure along with him having to work on his weight and exercise and all the things that I talked to you about. But it all stemmed from data and driving the information. So I'm not only talking to you as a clinician of 28 years, but from my personal experience of my own. So I'm not telling you anything that I don't advocate to my own loved ones. So it's very, very important that you take this information serious. Now, when you take your blood pressure, Some things that you want to make sure you do is that you have the right cuff sides. You want to make sure that you don't have something that's extremely too loose or too tight because you want to get an accurate reading. I personally am not too much of a fan of the risk uh, uh, blood pressure uh, readings, but I know for some people you have to use them because maybe you have issues with your hands and arthritis or you uh, don't have someone to assist you, but you just wanna make sure placement is accurate whether you're using a wrist or whether you're using an arm. And oftentimes, if you have larger arms, which is my Achilles heel on my body is my arms, um, you have to use a larger cuff. Some companies, when you buy them over the counter in the store, you may want to look at the brand and reach out and see, do they sell a larger cuff? Or sometimes you can buy a cuff larger that will connect in to the sides that you, you have. So the cuff sides matters. You don't want to have your legs crossed. You want to make sure you're in a relaxed state. You want to breathe. You want to be calm. You want to sit in an upright position in the chair and make sure you're relaxed. You don't want to be talking. You don't want to do any aggressive activity or smoking or using stimulants within 30 minutes of taking your blood pressure. So make sure at the time you take it that you're in a relaxed position, that you have the right cuff, your legs aren't crossed, you haven't just did a complete workout and then you say, I'm going to take my blood pressure and see what it is. And for those of you that are taking blood pressure medicine, because you're already hypertensive diagnosed by your healthcare provider, you want to take your blood pressure before taking the medicine and try, if you can, to be consistent when you take it. That helps, too, to look at the trends when you give that information to the doctor, You can either something as simple as a 99 cent uh, store, you can create a log sheet or even if you go on to the American Heart Association, they have a blood pressure log sheet you can print out or just a regular tablet paper. The most important thing I want you to do is write down the numbers and give the information to your provider. And don't wait till your next appointment. If you see in those ranges that you're elevating, you're consistently going 140, 150, 160. And you're like, oh, but I'm not 180 anymore. I'm great. No. No. Go back, contact your doctor, give the information, let the doctor review and determine if you need to have adjustments. Nine times out of ten, if you're continuing to run in that area, many physicians will make adjustments. I don't want you to self-adjust. Don't double up on your medications. Don't stop taking things if it's not working because the medicines are giving you symptoms Again, go back to the doctor, let them know, and they can adjust your medications. These are all very important factors for us to continue to stay healthy. We are live. Before I switch gears, I want to take any questions for anyone that may have a question about blood pressure as we're talking now, or either give me a shout out if this is something that's helpful to you. Do we have anybody on the line? Uh,
1: yes. Yeah. So um, Alex Getlin said, thanks for the information. This is super helpful. Great, uh, Alex. You know, thank
0: you for listening. Are you a follower of living your life without limits on a routine basis? We appreciate it.
1: And um, I actually had a question that, my my dad is watching, and he couldn't yes. figure out uh, the chat, so okay. he, he went and sent it to me. You were talking about being comfortable with different uh, methods of taking your blood pressure. Yes. Did you have a preference on one that you believe is the actual most accurate?
0: I do. Because the- I know
1: there's the digital, and then there's, like you said before, the traditional one. So
0: the digital for people that are taking it home is is, is, is accurate. They've done a lot. The most important thing for dad, thank you for, for, for listening and, and, and watching, is that you have the cuff placed correctly. Absolutely placed correctly. Now for clinicians, I'm old school. If I say was a nurse that was coming to visit anyone in the home, if I get a reading with a machine before I alert a doctor, I'm going to take a manual to verify because still those ears will tell me accuracy above anything. But digital machines can work. I'm more of a fan dad of the ones that are on the arm versus the wrist. But if you need to do either, it's positioning and making sure you have it positioned correctly. So follow the instructions on placement and also the position when you take it. Does that answer dad's question? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, very good. Is there any other questions um, on
1: No more questions right now. And then I actually had a, a personal one to throw out more information. Yes. I know people's aren't... Isn't it your uh, like heart rate and blood pressure is more elevated in the mornings? Is there... Because that's what I've always heard, like right when you wake up or something late at night. It should
0: be at rest. It should be just the opposite. It should be at rest unless you're a person that was physical and working out. So some people go and do morning runs or morning walks. And you should. Let me say that. Each of us should take on a more healthier lifestyle. But in terms of managing and monitoring your blood pressure, you don't want to come right back. What people do with the pulse rate is that they want to do that to make sure that they are getting a certain elevation to burn metabolism. So that is a good thing for that. But in terms of managing your blood pressure, you all, you kind of want to be more in a relaxed state when you're taking it. You don't want to do it after you've had a run or you've done a lot of activity because you may get some skewing of your numbers. So you want to be in a rest state. Uh, you want to Be in a a position where you're stable. And as I said, often as you can, uh, uh, try to do it on a consistent time, on a consistent day. But if you can't, if you take it every day, I would even accept that for you. And take the information to your physician. Please take the information. It is only as good as that you share it with your doctor. And nowadays, many of the physician offices have where you have private electronic emails where you can email the information over, where you don't even have to immediately go in. You can say, hey, doc, I've taken seven days of my blood pressure. This is what it looks like. And then the doctor will say to you, either communicate one thing or it looks great, keep up the good work, or you know what, we may want you to come in and take or we may want to adjust something or please schedule an appointment or we want to do some diagnostic testing. Each case will be different. I just want you to take ownership because, again, we want to prevent those complications. Many of the stroke cases that I've seen, and in 2019, I stopped counting, I saw so many. I saw so many stroke cases, fresh stroke cases. And when you looked back, almost all of them, the underlining issue was hypertension. Hypertension. And it was not controlled. And they thought they were controlled. And guess what? They were all sizes, all ethnicity, and all races, even in their 20s. So it's something that we definitely want to be mindful of and understand the importance of, as I said, self-care. So moving from this for a moment, um, is there any other questions that have come up, Tyler, that no, I can answer? No, no one else questions, right questions right now. Um,
1: okay. someone else just said, uh, love the information, Shannon.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. And family, those of you that are listening, whether you're tuning in live or tuning in later, if you love the information, please leave comments on the site, on the YouTube. I want to hear from you. I want to know that I'm bringing you information that is helpful and informative to you. Comment, leave the information on the site, and we definitely will appreciate that, getting that feedback. Also, if you have subjects that I go along that you would like me to address, you can email me at info at info at livingyourlifewithoutlimits.com. Some of the subject matters that I bring to you on a weekly basis have been driven by some of the viewers. So the subjects come because the viewers say, hey, can you give me more information on that? I'd like to hear more about that. Or if you want to message me privately because you don't feel comfortable to put it out on a public space, you can also reach me at info at livingyourlifewithoutlimits.com. So I want to close with not just hypertension. And I thank you for taking time with that. But I would be remiss to not talk about what's going on today. And I want to leave with encouraging the viewers to let not your heart be troubled and worried about what's going on. I know there is a serious issue that has plagued our world right now and it's evoked a lot of fear and anxiety and stress and I want you to know we're going to get through it and I want you to find a way to go back to a place of peace within your own mind and don't let what has happened with the coronavirus And what has happened in the world with the economy and different things to evoke like this is it for me. Or worried or how I'm going to survive. There is a scripture that says, beloved above all things, I desire that you prosper, be in good health, and even as your soul prospereth. And I speak that into the lives of each and every one of you that are tuning in today. You're going to make it. Make sure that you follow the instructions that they've given us to make sure your hand hygiene has been something that we should be doing despite the coronavirus. Making sure that you stay safe. Follow the tips that have been provided to you either by your health care provider or the information that's been released on various websites. We ourselves, on living your life without limits have put information out. But most of all, I want you to keep your mind settled because so much fear you're seeing people arguing in the street over water, fighting and violence and rage and anger. It is not the time for you to lose sight of where you are or to lose hope. Know that this too shall pass. We are survivors. We're going to go get through it and not only get through it, we're going to be victorious over it and come out on the other side. And if it's not this that's worrying you, I want you to understand your better days are ahead. These are temporary trying situations that build character in the midst of the storm. Nobody said life would be easy. And I think sometimes Tyler and I were talking here in the United States. We forget how grateful we are where some countries have been dealing with way more issues Third world countries, basic necessities that we've never had to even experience. So we're grateful. But even for those that listen to Living Your Life Without Limits all over the world, I want you to be encouraged. I bless you today. I pray that God's richest peace and his power of peace and mantle of restoration of your joy fall upon you today. And that you leave with encouragement and renewed hope and understanding that it shall be well, not only with you, but your loved ones and your environment. Bless them, Lord, their homes, their minds, their finances. I know many people's businesses have been disrupted through this. I speak life into them in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, God, that they shall be healed, they shall be restored, and peace and health shall be their victory. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. My goal is to bring information to inform, to encourage, to enlighten, so that you can continue to live your life without limits. On behalf of myself and the team at Living Your Life Without Limits, remember to love yourself, take care of yourself, because guess what? You're worth it. God bless you all. And I look forward to seeing you next week.
1: And uh one more shout out, actually, from Sanisha yes. Burroughs says, Amen, my sister. Amen.
0: Amen. God yes. bless you, yes, Nina. God. God bless you. Peace to everybody, your minds, bodies, and spirits. Have a blessed day.